0: On this episode of the podcast, we're launching Holy Ground 2023, our guidebook for summer camp staff, which is available right now for pre order. We've got guests on today. Gretchen Bachman uh, is one of the people who helped create the idea for Holy Ground. And we'll also hear from Tom Powell, an executive director who found value in using last summer's Holy Ground with his summer Andy Around staff. <laughs> Welcome to the Sacred Playgrounds Podcast, where we dive into theology, research and insights, and practical wisdom for outdoor ministry leaders today. I'm your host, Jared Rendell, camp enthusiast and part of the Sacred Playgrounds team. This podcast features Dr. Jake Sorensen, a scholar, practitioner, author, and founder of Sacred Playgrounds, who's helping camp leaders think more deeply about outdoor ministry and the impact that it's making. Wonder with us what God might have in store for you at your Sacred playground. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Playground. It's the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. Uh Jared's here. Jake is not. We kicked him out for the day because we have a guest. Gretchen Bachman is here who has extensive camp background and is hanging out today because one of the things she cares about a lot and has a lot of experience with is, is taking care of summer staff. And so Gretchen is one of the people who was really instrumental, really the a brainchild along with along with Jake, and then the the rest of the team came in of our Holy Ground summer staff guide. So that's the gist today. That's the topic that we're talking about. So we've got Gretchen on. She's going to share some of her background. We're going to hear kind of the the origin story of of Holy Ground from her perspective, and then we've got another conversation that uh, Anna from our Sacred Playgrounds team had with with an executive director about how they used uh, Holy Ground. Last summer in the summer of twenty twenty two um as we get prepped and we're we're building and writing and pulling together right now for twenty twenty three so um so we're excited about holy ground and uh, I'm excited to chat with Gretchen today hey Gretchen good morning how are you I'm well I'm well thanks for jumping on so i mean we've got we've got to talk plenty about this um but let's let's let the people here hear who you are you've worked at a number of different camps yes in a you know in a number of different capacities so um, so would you would you give us the, the quick version of your camp my history? life history?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, um, I was a camper and a summer staff person at Green Lake Bible Camp before it was Green Lake Lutheran Ministries. Um sure. and um yeah, didn't was never thinking outdoor ministry, but my last kind of year-round um Seasonal staff gig there. The program director said, here's a job opening in Wisconsin. You should do this. And I was like, okay. So um, (laughs) I applied and I got the job. So that was at Lutherdale Bible Camp um, in uh, Southeast Wisconsin. And so I, you know, learned the job, I guess, at Uh Lutherdale, I spent about four years there. And then took a little break and had the opportunity to spend about six months at Lake Chautauqua Lutheran Center out in New York for a summer and just to kind of in between full-time jobs and then came back to Minnesota and spent 12 years at Good Earth Village in Southeast Minnesota Uh and then spent uh, 11 years at Voyager's Lutheran Ministry in Northern Minnesota and then 2022 was a bit of a transition year again for me and I had the opportunity to well, it started as a short-term thing with <laughs> Camp Lutherwood in Oregon. Um,
0: mm.
1: It's just for the summer. Um, has kind sure. of extended, and so still doing some part-time work with them. And then um, next week, I I'm going back to where it all began and <laughs> starting back a, to
0: where it started.
1: Yeah, yes, and so starting a short-term um, stint with back with Green Lake with Green Lake Lutheran Ministries. Um, yeah. So getting to work at the one site of theirs that I haven't really worked at yet. So that's kind of exciting.
0: So that's, yeah, so that's, I, that's it. <laughs> there is something special about going back to where it began. Both of the camps that I worked at full time, uh, I had gone as a camper too. Oh yeah. Nice. And you know, just, just happened to, it just happened to be. And so, yeah, no, there's, there's something special about yeah. that because you walk on site and those memories go way, way, way back. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Every time I walk into the Christmas house at Green Lake, I'm, I'm just transported back to college.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. So especially those longer roles, I know. I mean, staff became staff became important to you. You Got to you've gotten to work with summers upon summers of of summer staff. And as we, you know, last in the early 2022 during this transition time was when Jake had connected and had started to wonder about what could we do, right? Because we had seen and and it makes it I don't know poignant I guess that you that you saw this just sort of in and of your own, seeing the that summer staff need support. They need foundation. Right. They need right, they need some of these things. And you saw this summer upon summer and you know noticed through pandemic and as we've yeah. said before, even even up to it that um that there's some need here. And so those some of those conversations um brought up the question. So what do we do? What can we do? How can we right. support these staff? Yeah. yeah. So I know that's been important to you. Say a little bit more about that. You, you know how how you have kind of come to come to having energy around taking good care of summer staff.
1: Yeah, you know, um, people used to ask me what the my favorite part about working at camp is, and it was always working with the staff. I love staff training. It's long and it's mm-hmm. it's hard, and you're tired. But I don't know those the young adults who work at camp just always gave me energy and and life, and I loved watching their creativity and. Just the things that they do. I mean, that, uh-huh. that that's why I was a program director for as long as I was, because it was for the summer staff. I mean, I love the campers, too. And I loved, you know, the adults that came for year-round programming. But it was it was connecting with the summer staff. And
0: uh-huh. even
1: from the beginning, from my my years at Lucendale, like, I got into the habit of, of communicating with the staff. Like, I created a newsletter, you know, back in the day where I had to literally copy and paste and cut and paste (laughs) and mail this stuff you know it was all snail mail and i did snail mail for years every camp i worked at i created a newsletter because the summer staff Mm. just were important to me and i wanted them to know that 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 was the case that they were important to camp even though they weren't there anymore um and so um yeah when i listened to the results of the 2021 survey with summer staff when i sat Mm -hmm. in on, on jake's um webinar that he did i was i just listened to it and i'm like some of the stuff he shared didn't surprise me like i was like yeah sure. i've worked with young adults long enough i had i totally get why get they that. Would have said that um but it was it was some of the mental health stuff that really kind of shocked me and sure. um and some of the the feedback that they maybe didn't feel supported by their director and I just thought, oh, that's so hard. But yet I've seen it, you know, as we were coming out of COVID and we're short staffed. And, you know, directors get focused on the on, oh, I just gotta have enough staff for the next week. And they forget about the staff that are there. It's not intentional. It's not, you know, it just is what it is. And so as I listened to that, I thought, what can we do? There's gotta be something we can do. And and I remembered um one of my favorite parts of of working with the summer staff was doing end of the week devotions with them, Mm -hmm. like after the end of the staff meeting. And I always try to be really intentional to figure out where are they? What are they experiencing? How are they feeling this week? And then trying to put a devotion together that related to what they needed to hear. You know, did they did they need that encouragement? Were they tired and were they ready to go home? Or was it a great week and we just needed to celebrate? Whatever. Sure. And so and so as I listened to Jake share all this, I'm like, gosh, how could we do a a devotion for these young adults, written, not just a a nice faith devotion, because there's plenty of them out there, but one that speaks to them where they're at in the middle it. of July. I get it. I get what you're feeling because I've been there and I've seen young adults, you know, yeah, that's kind of where it came from. It's like this is a way that this is a tool that we can give to camp directors to support their uh-huh. staff when sometimes camp directors just don't even know. They don't know what to say because they're in the thick of it with their staff as well but here's a, a tool that can speak to those young adults and reach them where they're at. And so that was really what sparked the idea. And I, <laughs> I ran it by a couple of friends, a couple of camp directors. And I said, would you use something like this? Cause I thought I'm way off base. This is not, not with sure. my time. And you know, I got some positive feedback and people were like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. And if you did this too, and if you included this, it took me a while to figure out how to make it happen. And yeah. And then finally, I was like, well, I'll just go to the source where I got all the information. <laughs> <laughs> call. So called Jake. And he was like, oh, this would be great. We've been thinking mm-hmm. about this, but don't have the people to do it right now. And mm-hmm. so we just took it and we ran with it. So, yeah. I mean, that's the that's where it came from, from my side of the story, yeah. you know, so.
0: And there was some, I mean, that was, there was some beautiful intervention there. Jake and I had Nadia, I can't remember if it was the day before, really close. Jake and I had just had a conversation about, like, we know, and, and the data is saying that summer staff is an important focus. And we know these are like, camp directors, you know this. These people are the heart of your ministry. They are. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. And supporting them really matters, right? So that's part of why we have a bucket of what we're doing at Sacred Playgrounds overall. Right. That's focused on that. And Holy Ground's a big, a big part of it. I love and and appreciate that because we could have sort of done just a handbook, right? With some of this stuff, but mm-hmm. the the heart of it being devotional in in content, I think that really matters. Right. So that it can really be a be a companion with them. So yeah. can we, you know, in case and we'll link everybody. We'll link to last year's uh, podcast episode and an article where we kind of talked about this. But Gretchen, can you can you give us just kind of a reminder of the framework? Of this guide because it's designed to be for, I mean, it's written by staff for these staff and, and is designed to be a companion for these, you know, each of these individual staff members. It's how right. it's kind of written to be used, but we're going to hear, you know, soon about some of the other ways that, that it has end up being used at, at at least one camp here. But can you give us, you know, kind of quick, the frame again, overall, because we've sort of got these three sections. Right. Can you give us just a quick about generally what's in there and, and a little bit about. The heart of what you're working on is that is that devotional part. Right.
1: Yeah. So my initial idea was just a devotion piece. And and then when I was talking to Jake about it, it kind of expanded. And so that first section is is all it's it's really information about outdoor ministry and why it's important, why this is a big deal, young adult, that you're a part of this. And kind of it kind of talks about the power of camping. Mm-hmm. And I think also reminds young adults that it's not just their camp. They're not alone in this. There are Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of young adults doing the same thing across the country. Um, But it, yeah, it just talks a little bit about the power of camp and what it is that you're a part of and some good basic training pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, Really good for people, I think, who are first year staff to understand what what they're getting into. And it's designed, written so that uh, directors could use it as training sessions, you know, to just use it as a guide to talk about different topics. So it's multi-purpose information for your staff, but also a framework for staff training. Yeah. Um, and then it's got about 12 weeks of devotions. And so it's got, we just kind of made a guess. We know everybody's summer season is different lengths and starts at different times, but we kind of did a two weeks, two full weeks, Sunday to Saturday, um, staff training kind of devotions geared towards the staff training experience. Yeah. That state of things. Um, and then, yeah. And then it's got eight weeks of like summer camp kind of thing. So if your season's shorter, you can jump ahead sure. the last two weeks or whatever, you you know, to make it fit with yeah. where your staff are at. But eight weeks of devotions that kind of connect with beginning, middle, end of summer um, feelings and journeys. And then it, it doesn't end when you leave. And so we added two more weeks of post camp. Kind of taking it with you, and just that reminder you're already in that rhythm, so keep it going for another mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and maybe that will lead into something more um, you know post camp and then um the last section is a little bit about focus on that post camp like um resources um mm-hmm. I think it included kind of how if you want to read the Bible, if you really want to get into a deeper here's a good way to read through the Bible. Here's some key Bible verses helpful post summer but also helpful during the summer right. The last section can be used both post camp but also I think is designed also to be used with the with your campers or as you're planning a worship or doing something during the course of the summer, yeah, yeah so and then perfect the, that's really helpful, yeah, and the devotion part also every day has a reflection question, but then twice a week, so Sundays and Fridays, there's also a blank page uh, with a right. reflection question, so it allows staff to journal, you know for those who love to journal. This will be nothing for those who have never done it before. It's maybe a chance to give it a shot without the pressure of doing it every day.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And for those who don't journal, you can just draw pictures. You know, you can take notes, do whatever (laughs) you want with that page.
0: So some of my favorite pictures that we got back from last year, you know, directors sent us a handful. Some of my favorite pictures were when they, whether it was inside on those reflection pages or even on the cover itself, because we had you know, we had designed yeah. that. Well, I wonder if they would really personalize this. And so seeing how, how people would color in their their doodles yeah. as they were in the middle of staff training, I loved it. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, that's the that's the plan. We're gonna have at least at least some of that this year in the in the design to be able to, to own yeah, that yeah. like that. So each uh, each devotion, just to finish this kind of frame of it, each devotion is broken into there's some sections there, right?
1: Yep. So each devotion has a, a scripture.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
1: it's a Long passage, sometimes it's just a portion of the larger scripture. And then it's got the reflection or devotion that kind of ties into whatever the theme is. And then there's a a prayer. And then there, there is, for the most part, a reflection question every day. Yeah. Um, just something to that kind of ties back into the message and gets people thinking. And then the fun part, too, is is writer. We have the writer's information on the bottom of every page. So mm-hmm. we can see who wrote it. And if they're currently on camping, we know that. But if we also include everybody's summer staff information, so you can kind of see where these, you know, there's people mm-hmm. from across the country writing for this thing who've served, you know, as recently as, you know, last summer, as far back as the seventies. So that's, that's also a fun piece of it.
0: I loved seeing that span of some of those one summer in 21 or whatever, and, and 74, or 78, yeah. some of those that, that were way back. Love that. That's helpful. That's a helpful walkthrough. So just, you know, as, as people are thinking about it, and They can see what that looks like right. So where we're gonna go now is is we're gonna go to a conversation that uh, Anna from from our Sacred Playgrounds team had with uh, Tom Powell, who's the executive director at Caroline Furnace uh, Camp, and they're gonna share just a, a bit of a bit of his background there, but especially the heart of it is they used Holy Ground last summer, and he's got some you know some great stories in particular, some some ways that as they you know they got this for all of their staff, some ways that they. Both equipped them intentionally, and then also just ended up, you know, finding themselves using it in in certain ways. So, all right, so we'll take a quick break and uh, listen to that conversation, and then when we come back, we're gonna let you know kind of what the timeline is for for this year, this spring and early summer twenty twenty three, and then how you can get yours ordered. We'll be right back. Hello.
2: Today I am talking with Tom Powell from Caroline Furnace Camp and Retreat in Virginia. His background is as an active duty Army National Guardsman and working as a contractor supporting the Army National Guard and the Army. With camp, he was a camper parent, a volunteer, a board member, and now serves as the executive director for Caroline Furnace Camp and Retreat. Tom, thank you for visiting with us today.
3: Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy to be here.
2: So would you tell us the story of your camp? What is Caroline Furnace all about?
3: Wow. Um, so a little over 65 years ago, some pastors and volunteers were um, taking kids to camp. Um, about 45 kids and 15 adults. And, um, and that morphed into purchasing some property and, um, having a Lutheran camp and retreat center. Um, and, uh, since then we've been, uh, sharing, um, uh, the word of God and nature and outdoor ministry. Um, probably our biggest ship was in 1989 when we uh, became separately incorporated, um, but we still fully support uh, three synods, Virginia Synod, the Metro DC Synod, and the Western Virginia, Western Maryland Synod. And we are a year-round retreat center. Um, we would be des- defined as a small to medium retreat center, um, and uh, we offer um, a very... Uh, robust mission statement, um, I would call it, um, where we provide unforgettable experiences to people of all ages in faith, education, and renewal. So that's who we are and what Caroline Furnace is all about.
2: Great. I love that you have the outdoor as an emphasis and the faith formation, because that's some of the things that we're all about at Sacred Playgrounds is really lifting those pieces up. We like to um, always start with the celebrations happening in camp. So tell us a a success with Caroline Furness, something that you want to celebrate with our listeners.
3: Um, I think the biggest success for us over the years is developing future spiritual leaders for the world. Right. Um, In the 65 years since we've been organized, we have over 60 that we know of that have completed seminary and are a pastor in a congregation or a ministry somewhere. Um, and then every now and then these ones pop up that you don't even know about. Um, like an international um, counselor came back and visited us just last week and he's in India doing amazing ministry there at a, um, at a non-denominational Christian church and um, Change in the world, and um, I really think that that's uh, what we're all about. Yeah, and probably the most significant impact that we're having on the world, and that's not counting all the campers and counselors who've come through and are serving on church councils, or they're running nonprofits themselves, or making a significant impact in their communities.
2: So you see your summer camp staff as a, a ministry in and of itself, training them.
3: Oh, definitely, and yeah. I think that's my primary role. I think that's what God called me to do in this third career in my life.
2: That's great. So, the corollary to a success is what's a challenge that you're addressing right now?
3: Um, just like every nonprofit and, and even businesses today. The biggest challenges are um, getting the staff here once they arrive and they start receiving training and they start developing relationships and start doing their job. Um, They want to come back, but um, it's getting them here because I think that the challenge for all of us is is the term counselor, right? A lot of camps are changing that term because it's not as understood today as much as it probably was 25 years ago of the experience that you get out of it. Um, So, I think um getting and hiring staff um, to help change lives for the children is probably the biggest challenge.
2: Yeah. Well, I know you're not alone in that challenge. We're <laughs> hearing from a lot of people that have said, "Yep. Wow, this is this was our biggest struggle in 2022." Um, it's it's a challenging time to be in a church, in a church related ministry and the economy as it is and so on. All right, Tom. So Caroline Furness used the Holy Ground guidebook this last summer. Um, This guidebook came out of the Camp and Church Leadership Project, uh, which was generously funded by the ELCA uh, Young Adult Ministry Initiative, there was a grant to the La Crosse Area Synod, and one of the things we did with that grant is look at the summer staff experience. There's been a lot of, Jake and Jared have done several podcasts about that, and Jared will link those up in the show notes. Um, but one of the things we found there is that it's a really, really challenging time to be a young adult. No surprise. So we said, what can we do to support the young adults who are working at our camps? And how can we support people like you who are supporting our young adults? So that's how the Holy Ground Guidebook came about. So I'm really curious. You purchased these for your staff. How did you use them at Caroline Furnace? That
3: is such a great question. Um, well, first, I just, first of all, I'd like to state that it was probably the most valuable tool in my five years of being here of helping us with developing staff and helping them grow personally and as a team. Um, so the way we used it is we purchased enough to give some to our leadership on our board of directors, to all of our year-round staff, and um, our summer staff, the counselors. And... Um, all of our staff um, participates in the two-week training for summer staff, so not just the seasonal counselors, but our year-round staff does too. So we introduced the book, and each one of our year-round staff used it as part of the opening of each day, right? And so we got them used to how to use it, um, encouraged them to use the open spaces to ask questions, to do some um some really good um, written down thoughts or draw pictures or some way to kind of express themselves using it. So it was an integral part of staff training. Um, And then when we actually started getting kids there, one thing we do is every morning, all of our counselors and the program director um, right at the end of breakfast go outside and do a quick five-minute check-in. Anything happened last night, any changes to the day based on weather and we used the book as the devotion for the morning, awesome. Um, and and would always leave with that one question at the end of each devotion to think about during the day. And then the counselors could then take that book and use it with their kids, um, and and they just found it to be very useful as a tool. Um, and I mean, I hope we can continue to have that tool available.
2: Oh, absolutely. We've heard uh, from so many people that it was helpful. Oh. Uh, So we're doing it again, fresh new devotions in in 2023. Um, So uh, yeah, I'm very interested to hear that some of your staff used it with their campers for devotions, because a lot of the devotions were aimed at the summer staff experience. So do you know about how they were able to adapt them to work with campers? Most
3: of the time that occurred when, oh, I forgot my daily devotional book <laughs> um, for the day, mm-hmm. but they always kept their little handbook with them in their mm-hmm. backpack, kind of like with their first aid kit. So it was, you know, let's face it, it was a wet summer for us in Virginia. <laughs> and if they had some free time to sit around in a circle with the kids, this was an easy way just to open it up and read the reading for the day and give a practical example of how important Um, of what we do is, you know, in outdoor ministry.
2: I love that they threw it in their backpack. That was one of our hopes with the size of it is that it wouldn't be too big to, you know, um, I had a three ring binder when I was a summer staff person and that would get left behind.
3: Well, and that is exactly (laughs) what we give them. And that's exactly what happened. Uh
2: (laughs) Goal met with the small size. Um, Did you use it yourself?
3: Um, I used it a lot personally, um, except I gave mine away. So I kept having to steal my wife's. Now she is also on staff and does food service. Okay. So we would find ourselves, um, after a long summer camp day at eight thirty or nine o'clock at night, um, actually discussing some of it. So it became a really good bonding tool for us too. Um, because we needed time to process the day mm-hmm. and, reflecting back on that became a way that, oh, I didn't get to read it yet today. I missed this morning's meeting with the staff. So I would say, hey, let's go over this and discuss it. So we weren't able to do it every day. But um, I I personally, I didn't personally use it to dialogue, but I definitely used it a lot, even post-camp, because it gave me a chance to process and write some notes on, how do I want to use this differently next year?
2: Yeah. And and that was one of our goals Mm is, that it would have a few weeks of leading you out of the camp experience and for summer staff back into whatever came next for them, back to school or other work opportunities.
3: And I've also found myself referencing back to it. Um, We do, as a follow-up with our counselors every year, we offer during the school year a Coffee with Jesus on Fridays for an hour where you can just Zoom in. We'll read a passage and just talk about what's going on in their lives and how the passage relates. And I find myself referring back to that and using some of it and saying, hey, remember when we did this? So oh. it's, it's even a helpful tool for later.
2: That's so great to hear. I mean, it, it sounds like you were able to utilize it in in many, many aspects of the ministry in, in ways that we certainly never would have imagined that it would become, say, a devotional tool in a
3: marriage. Right. right wow, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and even post camp. You know, yeah. I mean, I think an important part about the development of these young adults, um, once you get them there, is introducing them to a tool that they can use for their daily lives. Right. And some of them have gotten interested in campus ministry um, because of it. And um, some of them have even told me that they continue to refer back to the books.
2: Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you get any specific feedback from your summer staff about things that they found particularly
3: useful in the resource? Um, The most feedback I got was on the ability for them to do some journaling. So um, having a space to read and think about and then do some personal journaling. Um, Not all of them um, did journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them actually use the page because they love to draw. Um, so we got a particular support staff person that pulled hers up with just drawing. So it was her little record of yeah. drawing at camp. So, um, but I do think having a place to write your thoughts down was an important part for them. So yeah. great,
2: yeah. The the white space mm-hmm. is, uh, each week. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, sharing about how you use this resource. It just it fills my heart to hear that it was. Um, Very helpful because that was definitely our goal. So I want to close with this very broad question. What is something that is giving you hope right now?
3: Um, Probably the fact that um, parents are already registering their kids for camp and it's not Christmas yet. You know, it's early November um, and that counselors are already reaching out to us. Um, that were on staff last year. They're, you know, already submitting applications and, and some are like, I, I don't know if I'm going to handle being a counselor, but I really want to work on support staff. I really want to be back there. Um, so I, th- I think that's probably the biggest hope. Um, and the second biggest hope is seeing how connected that they are staying with each other outside of camp. Right, I mean, they have formed their own community, um, and will continue to support each other during times of change. Right, so
2: oh, that's that's that's, so that's probably the hope that I see. That that's so great, and that that uh, that is very hopeful. So again, thank you. No, Tom thank Powell you from Caroline Furness in Virginia.
0: Okay, so that was, that was great to hear. I love, I love hearing those stories of of the different ways, which ended up being a lot of different creative ways that they ended up using this resource. So yeah, that's great. Sure. And we heard other stories like that from directors, whether they, like I said before, that they you know they sent in the doodles or the, or they sent in and and let us know, yeah, we got it, and here's how we found how we found them using it. You no know, more than one director saying this turned out to be one of the best things we did to yeah. to support our staff. You know, during the summer, we saw a lot of a lot of people, you know, you were mentioning some of the mental health things and and some of these other pieces. There were tweaks that a lot of folks, it seems, made to staff training experiences that included those things or sometimes, you know, hiring a little differently, whether they were hiring some people in in support roles. We've you know, we've talked about that, but they made some changes based on feeling the things that you were feeling about, you know, and seeing the things you were seeing about these summer staff and how they were doing and the kind of support. And agency and community they needed. We've talked before a little bit about those are kind of the three things that came out of our campus church leadership project study. That these staff need need support, they need agency, and they need faith based community. Yes, and thankfully having this kind of tangible thing has helped facilitate some of that. Right. So, yes, so that's good. So here's the plan, everyone. Um, we want to share kind of the timeline and, and what's next, how you access this this resource. So. Um, so, uh, in March, 2023 here, uh, is when you'll be able to get your preview copies in hand. So if if you're one that needs a preview copy, most, uh, most didn't have it. We've got some, you know, some samplers that you can download right now. And that really gives a really good feel for what it, for what it looks like. It's got samples of the front content, the back content, and a handful of devotions. I think it's a week of devotions. So that can get downloaded right now. That's one step you can take literally today. The other step you can take literally today is to pre-order. And that's just a simple form. And you can let us know who you are and how many copies you think you're going to need. That's super helpful for us to be able to tell our, because we work with a, a small local printer, which we love supporting. And so we can get an idea of how many approximately we're thinking. So those are the steps to take right now. And then, like I said, in March, if you if you want kind of a full preview copy, we um, can mail out you know, some preview copies of the devotional before you do your full order. And then in April, everyone who has pre-ordered, everyone who has gotten any of those preview copies, uh, all those messages that come in, we will send you a message back so that you can finalize your numbers and finalize your order. So hear that. This pre-order is a, is a number estimate. There'll be time to make those changes because you're still hiring. You're still trying to figure out you know, what, your, what your staff situation looks like. So we, you know, we, fi- we want to finalize that as close to when you know as, as possible. So that will happen in April. You'll be able to finalize those orders in April so that we can get them printed, turned around, packaged to send out at the beginning of May so that you've got them in hand for staff training. That's our plan. Sound right, Gretchen?
1: That sounds great. And I know last year there were some extras. So if if you guess low and you end up hiring a few more staff, don't hesitate to reach out and see mm-hmm. if there are extra copies. Don't shortchange someone on your staff because, oh, you didn't order quite enough.
0: So yeah, good point. Yeah, we'll grab some extras for sure for situations just like that. Yeah. So where we go from here, like I said, the thing you can do right now is head to sacredplaygrounds.com slash holyground. We'll put that link in the, in the show notes here, and we'll be sharing that over the next couple of weeks, especially to get those pre-orders in. That both helps us and helps you know, yeah, here's what we're thinking. We're going to use this. We're going to integrate this. So get those pre-orders in. Download the uh, you know the sampler. You can do that right now. So, all of that, like I said, is at sacredplaygrounds.com slash holyground. You can, you can read some more. And if you've got questions, you reach out, check in with the team. And whether someone from Sacred Playgrounds or Gretchen, as we all work together on this, we can, we can let you know. If you've got questions, if you've got curiosities, we will maybe have some answers. Yes. So, that's the plan. Yes.
1: I'm excited for the new I'm so edition. Excited. And I've been reading the devotions that have been coming in, and they're just, they're just as good, if not better, than last year's. So, I just think it's going to be another great. Another great handbook for your summer staff.
0: Love it. Gregson. thanks for taking some time to chat through this with okay. these podcast listeners. And grateful, as always, for your long dedication to <laughs> outdoor ministry. Thanks. And excited for your new adventure. Yes, thanks. Me too. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's a plan. Go get, those, go get those pre-orders in. Let us know if you have questions. And we'll see you next time on the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. This episode was produced by me, Jared Rendell, and featured Dr. Jake Sorensen, lead researcher and founder at Sacred Playgrounds, LLC. Our theme music was written and performed by Taylor Wilson. You can find his original songs wherever you get your music. Learn more and connect with the Sacred Playgrounds team at sacredplaygrounds.com.